the podcast. Okay, what's it going to be about? And I've done the intro, I've done the outro, and it's all about let's overcome shiny object syndrome, focus, go deep so that you can double your revenue and your time off over the next 12 months. Right? That's the proposition. So th there's the short version of how I boiled the whole question of who will I help and how down to a podcast with a focused intro and an outro and a description. Are you an impact driven entrepreneur, influencer, or thought leader who wants to use podcasting to build authority, increase your influence, and scale your brand? Welcome to the Podcasting for Influence podcast, where you will learn the tips and strategies on how you can take your impact, influence, and business to the next level by utilizing podcasting, one of the most powerful media in the world today. I'm your host, Tibor Nod, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Welcome back, my friend, to the Podcasting for Influence podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast and spending some time with me today. I'm super excited for you to listen to today's episode with my amazing guest, David Wood. But before I introduce David, let me share with you a couple of really interesting things. So first and foremost, I want to let you know that you can watch the unedited version of these conversations on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. That's youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. Secondly, I don't know if you know this, but I and my team provide different services in the podcasting space. We not only help impact-driven entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers just like you launch their authority-building podcast, but we also provide done-for-you podcast services such as audio and video editing, graphic design, writing services, and so much more. So if you are someone who is just thinking about starting your show and you need help with that, or you are an established podcaster who is looking to outsource podcast editing and other techie and time-consuming tasks, I would highly encourage you to check out our podcast services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. If you want to have a call with me where I can answer your questions related to launching your show, post-production, or marketing, I would highly recommend you book a 30-minute free strategy call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. All right, and now let me introduce today's guest. So in this episode today, I'm interviewing David Wood, who is a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. He built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. As well as helping others, David is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself, having survived the full collapse of his paraglider and a fractured spine, witnessing the death of his sister at age 7, anxiety and depression, and a national gong show. He coaches high-performing business owners to double revenue and their time off by focusing on less and being 30% more courageous in their business or career. If you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources and detailed show notes, simply head over to our website, podcastingforinfluence.com. That's 
podcastingforinfluence.com. As I've mentioned before, you can also watch the unedited version of these interviews on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. That's youtube.com forward slash Mindset Horizon. So without any further ado, my friend, please enjoy today's episode with the one and only David Wood. David, welcome to the Podcasting for Influence podcast. Thank you, Tibor. Happy to meet you, and I'm excited to... uh see what we're going to talk about here. Let's let's help people have more influence and uh, ultimately more money. And then the third thing is more time off. That's what my clients tend to care about. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So you are basically helping people with that. So you coach high-performing business owners to double revenue and uh, their time off by focusing on less. That's great. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. I never take this for granted. You are the host of the Tough Conversations podcast. And I was wondering when I was doing my research, if you rebranded the show or stopped producing the show, but you started this podcast in 2019, October 2019. First and foremost, I'm curious why you started this podcast, maybe from a business perspective, because my intention with the show is to how business owners uh, use podcasting to build their brand and increase their influence. So, Yeah, I'm happy to talk about that. And I, I like that question because it allows me to go back and analyze, like, like, why did I make this strategy decision? Well, it started because I'm good at speaking. And so I was going to devote my time to speaking as a way of marketing. And I, this is like live going out on stages. And this is before the pandemic. So we're talking about maybe two, two and a half years ago, I was looking at like, what am I really going to do to get my message out? And then a good friend of mine suggested, why don't you do guest appearances on podcasts? And then I I figured, well, then I don't have to leave my home. I, I don't have all the travel and I can still have influence by being a guest expert on podcasts. So I've been going deep into that. And I think I've done about 160 interviews in the last couple of years. and then very wise woman by the name of Emily Rosen said, look, if you're going to be on other people's podcasts, you really should have your own. And I said, why? Why should I have my own? She said, well, when you're on someone's podcast, you can invite them to go to your website and and download something or subscribe or whatever, but they've already shown that they listen to podcasts. That's what they do. So, one smart thing you could do is at the end of the podcast, your call to action could be go and, go and get on my podcast as well. And then once they're on that podcast, you can have your other calls to action uh, to get them on the email list and whatever. That made a lot of sense to me. So that was the main reason that I created the podcast. And then the secondary one that I've discovered since is it's a really great way to connect with a lot of people. And so now I've, I've had some people like, like John Gray, who wrote the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I know John, but we're not like buddies. I don't, I don't, I don't have his cell phone number or anything. And so I'm not going to really get to hang out with John, except I have a podcast. And so, you know, I pitched his assistant to, to interview John and he was a yes. And so I got to hang out with John for an hour and, and built the relationship. So those are two big reasons, I think, to have a podcast. One is if you're going to be an expert on other people's podcasts, this is a way that people can can join you. And the other one is 
Uh, you get some really great relationships. Like I know some amazing people now over these last couple of years, simply because I have a podcast and because they have a podcast, then you get into the favor business. So you want this for influence. I just reached out. I won't mention names, but someone who's one of the top podcasters in the industry, I reached out and said, look, I wonder if you'd be open to making a few introductions for me. Here's my wish list. Looked at my emails this morning. He's gone and made three introductions to people that it could have taken me another year or two to get to and to getting to him took something. I had to get two introductions to get to him initially and then built the relationship. So it's almost like climbing a ladder. You know, you go rung by rung by rung up the ladder of influence. Wow. I love that. I love that because uh, networking was a huge aspect and reason why I started the podcast the, the really good, uh, I, I felt really good about this interview format because I was like, you know, I can provide a platform uh, where I can invite people to talk about their expertise and they can share their experience or whatever it is. And then, you know, I give something and I build a network. So I, I didn't want to create, before I hit the record button, we talked about content marketing. So when it came to content marketing, I didn't want to create content on my own but I wanted to kind of like co-create and also in the meantime, build a network. So I was like, you know, the interview format is seems like just the perfect solution for that. I can build a network and I can create content uh, for my audience. Now it's important that you create the right content. So how to say, so you had the services, uh, your business, were you strategic about the topic of your show? Did you want to kind of like attract the audience that you want to serve as clients? Yeah. So I think the question is how, how niched do you go and how did you work out the topic of the, of the podcast? I'm on my third iteration or maybe it's second iteration, but the third brand. So I started with a brand play for real. I like helping business owners to make more money, but What's more exciting for me is looking at who they are as a person and how they're showing up in the world. So for example, I just had a coaching session with a, a guy whose product's going viral. So we just talked all about business, but I've got another session later today. She's a business owner. Sometimes she brings business issues. Sometimes it's like, how do I support my husband? He's going through a really rough time now and I just don't know how to help. I'm unusual in that I straddle uh, both business and life and I look at the whole person. So play for real was my brand. And I started the podcast called Play For Real. Then I realized, you know what? That's fine for someone like Tony Robbins, who's already got a massive following and is hugely established. He can, you know, he can do something like unleash the giant within, like something very broad. But for someone like me, probably not the best idea. So I decided to pick a lane and to go deep because we don't want to go a mile wide and an inch deep. We want to go an inch wide and a mile deep. So I decided, look, what do I really love? I love courage and I love tough conversations because when we avoid tough conversations, our world gets smaller, our whole life gets smaller. When we lean into our tough conversations, we get to grow, get great business results, great relationships. So I decided that's it. I'm going to pick a lane. So I rebranded the podcast, rebranded the website, and went deep into tough conversations for a year, maybe a year and a half. To a point, it worked. Like I, I, I got established in the industry. 
I was able to create an amazing download and build a build a following. And I got a couple of corporate gigs or, or business gigs, but it wasn't really taking off. And I realized, you know what? I'm selling a process here. I'm not selling a benefit. People buy benefits more than they buy a process. And so I thought, this is kind of a tough niche for me. And I decided to rebrand again. And I looked at what do my clients really want? What do they care about? I know what I care about. What do they care about? Well, most of them care about making more money. They want more money and they'd like it this year. And so I'm like, all right, I can, I can do that. And then there's, what's the second thing that they want? Usually they want more time off. So working a 40, 50, 60 hour week isn't really sustainable for them. They want to leverage their time so they can get better results in half the time. I'm like, I've been helping clients to do that for 20 years, so I can do that. And then the third thing that I believe that they want is they want to grow. They want to see their blind spots. They want their relationships to be better. They want to be more courageous. They want to be a more extraordinary human. And that's what I truly care about. But I've wrapped that in what they care about. And so Extraordinary Focus is the new brand. And I'm launching a new podcast around that. And it's focused on entrepreneurs. Whereas before the other brands were just anybody, you know, entrepreneurs, executives, leaders of any kind, or just people at a job. It was very broad. And again, I'm not Tony Robbins, so I can't really afford to do that. So this new brand is focused on business owners. You're a business owner, you're up and running, you're already making at least five grand a month and ideally 10 or 20 a month. You got a good product or a service and you want to double revenue and you want to grow as a person. That's the new niche, much more focused. And uh, I haven't even launched the podcast yet. I've got like five, five episodes in the can ready to go. I've got John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneurs on Fire on there. And that's kind of ready to go. And I'm waiting to see, like, is that something I really want to do? I think it is. I just so love the tough conversations. You know, that's, that's fun for me. And I'm writing a book now, which is all about that. I'm kind of torn between what I think will be successful financially and what I truly love and care about. And we'll, we'll see which one's going to win. I love that. Is it called Extraordinary Focus? Because some of the episodes are already on YouTube, right? Oh, that's true. Usually when we, when we create an episode, we just put it out on YouTube, but I haven't published it on iTunes or, you know, uploaded uh, to Libsyn or whatever. So the podcast hasn't launched, but that's a good point. You can probably get some of the episodes. Someone helped me put this together. And this is where a coach can be really helpful to get someone who's outside of you. Actually, it was a, it was a podcast host said, it sounds like what you help people with is freedom. You help them with freedom. You help them with financial freedom. You help them with time freedom. And you also help them with emotional freedom, uh, which is where the tough conversations comes in. And that's actually true. And I wrote a book eight years ago now, and it was called uh, Get Paid for Who You Are. And the subtitle was The Four Freedoms, time freedom, financial freedom, geographical freedom, so you can live and work wherever you like, and then emotional freedom. So I guess that's really what I do for people. And then I'm still playing with how to package it. Yeah, it's so great to hear and see the 
process, basically. I want to encourage, you know, those podcasters who might be thinking, you know, maybe I'm not on the right track with the show. Maybe I have to rebrand or, you know, course correct or something like that, because I did the same. So what I did was, you know, basically I had a look at my services. So these are the services that I provide. And I asked myself, am I hosting the show that is attracting the right audience who might be interested in those services? So this is a very business focused way of kind of like creating a show, like, you know, what are some of those problems that those people are struggling with and how can I provide a solution with the show and as an extended solution with my services, basically, right? Exactly. So I, so I had to sit down. Thanks for, bring, for bringing it back to a laser focus here. I had to sit down and go, what do my clients really want? They want to double revenue in the next 12 months or sooner. And what's the problem they have? And the problem that, that so many of them have is they're feeling scattered, it's like hard to know what do I focus on? What target market do I focus on? What problem do I solve for them? What traffic source do I focus on? What conversion tool? And then they're just so scattered in this shiny object, one thing after another. So I decided, okay, focus. That's what it's about. So I went and got the domain focus.ceo. Well, I couldn't believe it. Focus.vip was going for five grand. Focus.ltd was going for eight grand. Focus.ceo was $19. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's a sign from the universe. So I got that. I went and got a branding coach and I went so deep in creating this new brand and the website's beautiful. You guys should all check it out. Seriously, I'm so proud of it. Focus.ceo. I got a designer uh, off, off Fiverr, got the whole thing done. And then the podcast, okay. What's it going to be about? And I've done the intro, I've done the outro, and it's all about let's overcome shiny object syndrome, focus, go deep so that you can double your revenue and your time off over the next 12 months. Right? That's the proposition. So th there's the short version of how I boiled the whole question of who will I help and how down to a podcast with a focused intro and an outro and a description. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. And you know, something came to my mind, which is, because you mentioned you love tough conversations. And I feel the same with the Mindset Horizon podcast, like we talked about, you know, personal development topics and many of those uh, different things. Also human behavior. And I was like, okay, so I have this podcasting for influence. It, it's niche down, focused on who I want to serve. I want to attract the right audience. And I was like, you know, how can I incorporate some of my curiosities, for example, connected to mindset or personal development or human behavior and also marketing? Like that's that's all over the place, right? I can't have a separate marketing show and uh, personal development show is just too many, right? I'm actually planning to invite some people who talk about content marketing and and, and neuromarketing, but we look at those topics from a podcasting perspective, right? So how can we use those principles and how can we utilize those principles to become better at podcasting in a sense that use the podcast as a tool to increase influence, build a brand, build a business? So I think these topics are uh, not in a direct way, maybe, but also helpful to those people, right? And so those are connected 
to my curiosities mainly, because if I had just, you know, business owners talking about podcasts all the time, that would be just too boring, right? Yeah, could be. I like this word influence. Dale Carnegie wrote a book long time ago called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was a huge bestseller. I don't normally think about it in terms of influence, but now that I'm here on your podcast, I am thinking about how how have I done that? So yes, we want to brand, get really focused with the niche for the podcast. That's going to help attract the right audience uh, who might be interested in your services. But when you want to build your influence, how does one do that? And I think one way that I've been doing it over the last couple of years is, is by reaching out to be a guest on other podcasts. So here I am, I'm talking to you, I'm having some influence with you right now, and you're going to have an experience of me. If you have a positive experience of me at the end of this, I probably have some more influence with you. You'll be like, hey, this guy's great. He knows his stuff. Now I have more influence because I've, I've been here. Plus, there are your listeners, right? Your listeners are, are listening. If they like what I say, something will go in. I'm influencing them. So I think guest appearances are a great way to have, have some influence. And then the other thing you want to do is help people. One way I'll help listeners is I have a, I've created a gift basket of goodies that will help them in their business that we can give away, if you like, at the end of this show. How I might help you is uh, at the end of the show, I'll probably ask you, how can I help you this year? Would you like great guest recommendations? Are there some shows you want to be on? Or would you like a, a laser coaching session? Sometimes I, I offer that. And giving is a great way to put some goodwill in the bank and create some influence. So in the last couple of years, I've been, I've been helping a lot of people. I make a lot of introductions. I do some free coaching sessions for people and I help. And then sometimes I go and ask for favors. Now, it's not always a direct correlation. I might ask for a favor from someone who, that I haven't done anything for, but I think it's important that there's a universal law that I think it's important. If you're, if you're constantly taking, you're going to run out of goodwill. So I think there's some kind of balance that's required. You just keep on giving and giving and giving and giving. And then when you ask, the universe tends to respond. And so I've got people right now making introductions for me and connecting me to other podcasts. We keep climbing the ladder. That's really great. Uh, one keyword came to my mind as you were talking about this is trust. So building trust either with also your with your guest and also with the listeners. For example, it happened for me that I was a guest on another podcast and that person became a client, for example, because she was interested in what I had to offer and, and we started working together. So this was something and I kind of like, I, I, I'm sure that podcasters know this, but you know, when I started a podcast, I had no idea that these are some of these really valuable benefits when you're building this network and not just working with someone, but you know, really building the relationships with people with an interview podcast. And you said that you were big on this, like relationship marketing, right? Yeah. I, I didn't know that I was good at this um, until someone pointed it out. He said, you are really, really great at networking. And I hadn't thought of myself that way because I don't go to like the local chamber of commerce and hand out business cards and I don't do that. But if, if I'm really interested in someone, I, I'll reach out 
and we might have a phone call and we might connect. Like, for example, um, there's a, a, a book called Getting Real by Susan Campbell. And I wrote an app called Get Real. And so six years ago, I reached out to her, said, hey, maybe we should talk. Maybe there's ways we can help each other. Six years ago, last week, she responded <laughs> to that message on Messenger. She's like, I don't know when you sent this, but I'd be happy to talk. I'm like, wow, okay. And I figured it's worth 20 minutes on a Zoom call. You just never know. Love this woman. She's about to turn 80. And she's been around, man, that like the names that she just, oh, yeah, I, I, I know him. He was a student in my club. Like, what? So I, I just really enjoyed her. Now we're sending links back and forth. I, I'm going to write a review for her next book. We just met each other. I'm going to write a review. She might do an endorse. She might. I'm going to ask her if she'll endorse my new book that's coming out. So that's an e example of just building relationships with people. And the best relationships are the ones with people you actually like. Like why, why try and build a, a okay, fair enough. Look, I'm not going to try and talk someone out of building a relationship with someone you're not that into because there might be something very profitable in it, but your best relationships. And I think the reason I'm good at relationship marketing is I really like the people that I'm networking with. I like, we'll go for a walk when they come and visit Boulder. That's how I think I've actually, like people go, how did you get into the Transformational Leadership Council with Jack Canfield and John Gray and Marianne Williamson used to be in there? Well, I've, I've really networked and, and I reach out and I take risks. So when I saw John Gray sitting at a, by a fireplace at midnight in a little hotel and recognized him, I was like, I've been trying to get a testimonial from that dude. I was so nervous. I, I didn't know what to say. And I finally just, just left because he's talking with people. I'm like, what am I going to do? And then the third time I said to my girlfriend, I just walked away from John Gray. She said, put your clothes back on, get back out there and go and say hello to him. So I went out there. It's one o'clock in the morning now. I go and stand right next to him and wait for him to stop speaking to his friends, like feeling so exposed. And then just said, Hey, look, I'm a big fan. I love your work. I've got a list of 40,000 people, uh, coaches. If I can ever support you, maybe promote something for you, I'd be happy to. And he said, Well, what are you doing tomorrow for lunch? And I was due to fly to, to Los Angeles. I was supposed to be on a plane. And I said, I did have some plans, but I could move some things around. So I ended up having lunch and one thing led to another. And then John ended up sponsoring me to the Transformational Leadership Council. Oh, so I helped him, right? I said, I would be happy to promote you. And then when we had lunch, I basically coached him a little bit and, and to help him with um, some strategies, for what he was promoting. I, I hadn't thought about that. People say, how did you get into it? I was like, well, I really worked it, but I helped him. And then I called him one day and I said, do you think my skills would be of use to the Transformational Leadership Council? And he said, yeah. And I said, would you be open to sponsoring me uh, if I did all the paperwork? And he said, yeah. 
What is up, my friend? I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but let me just pause the show for a second because I have a special announcement for you. I don't know if you noticed, but I and my team provide different services in the podcasting space. We not only help impact-driven entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers just like you launch their authority-building podcast, but we also provide done-for-you podcast services such as audio and video editing, graphic design, writing services, and so much more. So if you're someone who is just thinking about starting your show and you need help with that, or you're an established podcaster who is looking to outsource podcast editing and other techie and time-consuming tasks, I would highly encourage you to check out our podcast services at mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast services. If you want to have a call with me where I can answer your questions related to launching your show, post-production, or marketing, I would highly recommend you book a 30-minute free strategy call with me at mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you very soon. And now let's get back to today's conversation. This giving thing, and I, I don't think of myself as a natural giver, but if I look back over the years, it's been, hey, helping out. And now, often when I do a podcast interview, I will start with, how can I help you? I may not even bring up any, any request or any ask, just how can I help you? And then do it. And then maybe I'll have something later. Maybe I won't, but it's fun. What do they say? Lead with the giving hand. That's the expression, lead with the giving hand, and it'll make your networking so much easier. And then when you do ask for favors, like, hey, I'd like to be on uh, these podcasts and I see you've been on them, would it be easy for you to make an intro? Here's a draft that you can forward. I got a lot of people saying, yeah, yeah, you're you're a great guest, I'll, I'll do it. And so we keep helping each other and uh, I'm thinking of the circle of life song by Elton John now, you know, I guess this is the circle of giving. And I had this thought, Tibor, just yesterday or the day before, I've spent so much of my life working on my own business and promoting myself. It's really fun to promote other people. And it just occurred to me, I wonder what life would be like if instead of promoting ourselves, we only promoted other people. What if I put all my efforts into promoting Tibor and promoting John Gray and promoting Jack Canfield and promoting, and then, you know, they might spend their efforts promoting me. What if we just promoted each other instead of ourselves, almost like Burning Man, where you're not trying to sell anything, you're just gifting, just gifting. It's a gifting economy. So anyway, it's something I've been playing with in my head. (laughs) It's a great concept, but I think you talk about alliances and then you're, you're focusing on alliances, right? It's something that you want to leverage, like collaborations. And uh, it's very much connected to networking as well. One thing I wanted to ask you about is podcast guesting. Because I think one of the, that's a great way to either grow the show. The big question is, how can I how can we reach audio consumers directly? So one way is obviously podcast guesting. The other way is podcast advertising and so on and so forth. But when it comes to podcast guesting, I'm, I'm wondering if, you, if you've measured in some way, shape or form 
how it helped you grow your business or increase your influence? Maybe it was just a network that you were building uh, when it comes to reach. Yeah, I, I got numbers attached to it. Firstly, I'm playing the long game. I don't have to be making a million dollars in the first year from podcasting. I, I'd love to speak and train and, and coach and share my knowledge so it's natural for me. And I believe I'm building a footprint and building a brand. These podcasts are going to be around f- forever. You know, people can still access podcasts from 10, 20 years ago. It's, it's still going to be, I think, be around in 20 years. I've been building that. And initially when I started this, I did need to see some results. I needed to see some money coming in from it to know that this is worth my time. And then I got I got a great client just out of a little podcast appearance that I did. And she showed up. She's like, you are exactly the coach for me, exactly uh, what I need. I offered her the option to go monthly or she could you know, pay annually if she wanted to save some money. She's like, I want to commit to this. I'll pay annually. So that was $25,000. And that was encouraging. I was like, all right, that's great. That, that came out of a little podcast I didn't think would go anywhere. Then I had another client that was maybe $20,000 because we, we worked for, for a number of months. Uh, it was like 15 to 20. And again, it came out of a podcast that was very tiny with very few ratings. And I was like, well, there's a lot of potential here. I'm going to keep sharing what I care about and then the right people can find me. And then I have people, they're like, oh, I heard, I heard you on this podcast. It really connected with me. I want to see if I might be a fit uh, for your coaching program. So we talk. Turns out they are. I've gotten just some amazing clients. And this is, in a way, this is the only marketing that I do. There's a secondary side of this, and I want to talk about that because it might be useful for people who are podcasting, is I syndicate the content, if that's the right word. But like this this interview with you, I've got four different time references right down. I got 1016, 1027, 1032, 1036, and four different topics that we talked about. And so at the end of this interview, I'm going to go back and just get the start and end points and put that into my content factory and my social media person will go and chop that up, write a little article, put it on the blog, put it on YouTube, load it into my email autoresponder for the people who subscribe to get my content. And then everything will get loaded into Hootsuite or some kind of social media platform so that it'll go out automatically over the next seven days so that people will be get, seeing this on Instagram. They'll see it on Twitter. They'll see it on LinkedIn. So there's a whole syndication backend to this. And now I forget the original question. I got so excited about this, this concept of syndicating content. What was your original question? Yeah, but it's great. It's great because it's very much connected to this. Uh, podcast guesting, was it? I, I wanted to mention something because what I'm doing right now, and uh, I want other business owners to recognize this if they haven't yet, that I look at podcasting. So podcasting is is the core of what I do. Podcast hosting or podcast guesting, let's say. But this is my number one content creation uh, form, so to speak. Like I don't create separate videos. Just as you said, you know, I have the podcast, the videos as well, and I chop it off snippets, you know, shorter snippets for social media and things like that. I repurpose the longer form episodes and then I share it on social media. So I don't 
I don't really write blog posts, for example. I have the show notes page uh, from an SEO perspective that's okay for my website. Uh, so, so what I'm trying to say is that the podcast is kind of like my number one content creation form, either hosting and guesting. And back to guesting, it's a great way to generate content even more, not just with your podcast, but also uh, uh, with, with other shows. So I, I remember the original question now was about, have I tracked the results? Yeah. And so look, I'm, I'm building my email list. I can't tell you how many people have subscribed, but at the end of this show, I'll offer the gift basket of goodies and then people who want to stay connected and they want the goodies, they'll go and I'll join my mailing list. If it's any good, they'll stick around. So I'm building building that. I don't have numbers for that. But yeah, that $25,000 client, uh, another $20,000 client, and then some people who are more in the startup phase of their business, they're not making the big bucks. Um, they join my group coaching program, which is hugely cost-effective. And they and a lot of those have come from different podcasts. So I've tracked the numbers. Those numbers alone are reason enough for me to, to do all the guest, guesting that I've done. But I believe in the long-term effect of this. So I'm playing the long game. I'm building my relationships. I'm building my network. I'm building my asset and my email list while I'm getting paid, right? While I'm getting clients. And who knows what that's going to produce. Maybe someone will hear me on an episode and they'll be like, oh, you'd be great for our talk show. I used to do a lot of content. I want to talk about content marketing, if that's okay. Uh, since you brought that up. I didn't know that that's what it was called, but back in 1998, 1999, I started a newsletter. Uh, it, initially, I actually had 200 people subscribed and I didn't have the newsletter yet because I'd go and give speeches and people would sign up and, you know, for my newsletter on, these, on paper. And I had all this, this list of all these email addresses, had no newsletter. So then I finally created it. And for years, I would put out articles. And this was before video was even a thing. And then ultimately now it's video. So I didn't know that that's what I was doing until someone asked me, what's your marketing strategy? And I said, I don't really have one. And someone said, that's crap. You've been putting out value consistently for years and years and building your audience that way. Podcasting is just another way to do it. It means that you don't have to write articles. It means that you don't have to sit down and generate content alone, which you can still do. That's a, I do it sometimes. I get an idea for a video, record it on my phone, upload it to Dropbox, and my social media person can send it out. But as you said earlier on, get someone else, interview an expert, and boom, you've got content, you've got ideas, and then you can chop up that content in different ways, and you've got a podcast on top of that. If you go and guest appear on someone else's show, you can write down the time references and whatever, and or just have your have an, a VA go through the video and pull out select clips. Boom, there's your content. So I have an endless supply of content for social media, and I think I'm just a fan of content marketing. Like educate your audience, help your audience, give away information for free. Tucky Moore is a coach that I've, I've followed for a while. I like a lot of his content. And he says, I give away my information for free. I charge a premium for implementation. Makes a lot of sense. So you can go to my podcast and get on my email list and you can get so much amazing content for me. That doesn't mean you're going to implement it. 
I charge for helping you actually put that into place so that you can have the results that you want. There's my plug for content marketing and podcasting, I think is a great method if that's the way you want to do it. If you don't want to do that, have a YouTube channel and just create videos or write articles. But I'm I'm a massive fan for content marketing. I love it. And I love the fact that you can repurpose the podcast into, again, you can have video, audio, you can have show notes page, written content. Yeah, you can tra- have this transcribed. I haven't checked out Otter, otter.ai, like the animal, otter.ai, but apparently you upload your audio file and then boom, here's a really great transcript. Your VA could maybe correct a few typos or don't even bother. Just throw that on. I'm planning to do that, to throw that on the blog so that there's a lot more content for the search engines. That used to be one of my main strategies. I used to be number one on Google for life coaching because I was all about search engines. Now I'm not that interested in in investing in it, but if it's so easy for my VA to just upload, boom, transcript, boom, onto the blog, why not? I love it. I love it. Uh, I love this conversation. And I think we talked about a lot of great, uh, great things. Also connected to interviewing and talking to someone else and that way creating content. I feel I personally not just get inspired, but I I, I get into this flow state and I'm uh, uh, new ideas or just ideas in general come to mind, right? Whereas if you create content on your own, you might have this writer's block or experience this writer's block or whatever it is in the conversations i just get better ideas i feel because i'm getting into this flow and then i'm experiencing new ideas or new ideas yeah it's like magic when i was doing the tough conversations topic i'd have ideas all the time on the show because they'd ask me questions i'm like oh i hadn't thought about that and then i'm talking to a guy about the case model c-a-s-e and he made a mistake later in the episode and he called it the care model c-a-r-e i'm like that's way better and then on the fly i changed it from case to care and i found uh i changed the s to an r and i'm like boom all right now care stands for for this 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 and this so yeah, so much stuff is, I hone my narrative, I hone my story, I hone my material. This is when you're guesting, right? When you're being asked the questions. But when you are asking the questions, I'm sure you found out this, T-Boy, you can learn a lot. Hey, how would you do this? Or how did you handle that? Or what's your tip for this? I think it's amazing for, for content generation. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And um, before I ask my last question, as we are coming to the end of this episode, tell the listeners what's the best way to connect with you and learn more about you. Sure. Well, I mentioned the gift basket of goodies. So I've created a cheat sheet, just one to two pages that is a checklist on what you need to do to double revenue over the next 12 months. It's going to help you work out your productivity leaks. So I highly recommend you get that cheat sheet. And then the other thing I've got is the beginning of my eight-week program is all about assessing where you're strong and where you're weak as a business owner. So uh, I'm going to give you the first 35 minutes of that program. It's a really great training. You'll go through and you'll be like, I'm strong here, 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 and here. And this is where I'm weak. This is where I'm weak. So now I know what I need to work on this year hugely important if you want to double revenue and you can get those things. Plus it'll, it'll help you decide if you're fit or the Samurai eight week program that I have, which is awesome. 
Uh, and you can get all those things at myfocusgift.com. That's myfocusgift.com. That's awesome. Myfocusgift.com and all those links and uh, different uh, information are going to be available on our website, podcastingforinfluence.com on our show notes page so people can find it there. And my last question is basically, what are some of the things that you are most excited about? Uh, where are you headed in the future? Oh, I love that question. You know, I'm looking up at my board here. I'm excited about the infrastructure I'm putting into place in my business right now. So I've just hired a new social media person, which is really important for me. I've got a great podcast picture. I'm just about to hire a bookkeeper, which is a, it's been a real thorn in my side, uh, who'll handle all my taxes and bookkeeping for the year. So I'm excited about infrastructure. I'm excited about a program that I'm coding myself that, that'll help me with relationship marketing. It'll tell me, hey, who, who is T-Ball connected to? What podcast hosts have been on his show? What shows has he been on? I want to know that because we don't do cold pitching. We don't go to any, any shows where we don't have any relationship. We only go to shows where we know someone who's been on the show or we know a show that they've been on and we use that as a connection. I'm excited about that, excited about getting a new personal assistant who'll come here to the house and make my smoothies and, and cook food for the week and do some cleaning and stuff that I just don't want to manage and run errands. So there's a lot of infrastructure that's going on in my life. And I'm excited about the my new home because I, I, I love this place, but the owners want to move back in. So I'll be finding a new home and I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited to see what that's going to be. I usually land on my feet. Where in the world? It'll be in Boulder. I, I'm pretty committed to Boulder, Colorado right now. Okay, okay cool, cool, cool. Thanks for sharing. Uh, are you looking at a vision board there or what do you have on, on, on? I wouldn't call it a vision board. It's more a task board, but I put like what's, what's big this week, what are my focuses for this week, and then the things that We'll make it into this week later on. That's why I, I keep focus. It's like, all right, these are the things that matter right now. Also, there's some fun things coming up. I'm going to uh, speak at uh, Ezra Firestone's Blue Ribbon Mastermind Conference in May. I think that's going to be fun. Working on the book, Name That Mouse, because the elephant is not the only animal in the room. So I got a few projects bouncing around that, uh, that are fun for me. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, David. And I wish you good luck with those aspirations. Thank you so much. My pleasure and great to meet you, Tibor. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Podcasting for Influence podcast. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded entrepreneurs, influencers, and podcasters, make sure to join the Podcasting for Influence community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash community. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash community. If you want to check out the details, show notes, tips, and free resources, make sure to visit our website, podcastingforinfluence.com. That's podcastingforinfluence.com. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I hope to welcome you next time. And until then, be influential, my friend.